0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the show. It's Lit, where we'll be discussing all things literature, and I'm your host, Maha Khan. Today I have a very special guest with me. She's a really good friend of mine. We met in our academic English class. Yeah, it was my second semester. Yeah, <laughs> it was my first. Oh wow! <laughs> so her name is Pia Farooq. So hi, Pia. How Hello. Are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> I'm so. Me too. Like. It's so much fun having a friend over.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like mm. a normal conversation. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, with, between us, and we already know each other. So, yeah. So it's I mean, that's better. a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so introduce yourself. So my name's Pia, as Maha just said, and I'm doing my uh, I'm doing B.S. Economics and Finance, and I'm in my last year. Oh, wow. So yes, I wish I was in my last year. <laughs> I mean, we all do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How's that going for you, Economics oh, it's going and Finance?
1: It's Economics and finance are my two uh, majors, and they're, like, those are the two subjects that I'm extremely passionate about, so. Wait, really? Yeah. So, it's not even, like, a a headache for me. It's actually something I'm actually enjoying a lot.
0: Because for most people, like, they think these subjects are really dry. I mean, me being one of them. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it depends person to person. Like,
1: I could find some subjects of yours quite dry, or I I could find, like, certain subjects quite boring. But to other people, those subjects might just be really interesting, yeah. So for me, finance and economics are quite fun. No, that makes sense. Though. Yeah.
0: It, def- it depends from person to person. Yeah, it, do- it does. It yeah. depends on what your interests lie in. Yeah, true. So tell me, how did you begin like reading and did you start it recently or was it a hobby that you picked so up along the way? Reading
1: for me has been something that was very uh, common in my family. My dad reads, my aunt reads, my grandfather, my grandmother, they all used to read so it was this common culture in my house. Plus, in my uh, school, I went to Convent of Jesus and Mary. So there was a very uh, prevalent culture there for reading. Everyone had to read. So it was something that became a necessity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it turned in from a, like at home it was a hobby, but at school it was a necessity. So it was like you had the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So reading was something, that's how it developed for me.
0: So you said that it was a necessity yes. in your school. Didn't they, Didn't it, like, make you more, you know, not inclined to read as much when you got home? Not really, because the way, the thing is, that for me especially, is
1: that reading at home was so common that it wasn't very tedious or very uh, taxing. So, I quite enjoyed reading. Uh,
0: no, but sometimes it happens, you know, when you're forcing something so much, like, once it's a hobby, you're enjoying it, you're doing it for pleasure, you're doing it for your own self. But... When it becomes a forceful thing, or it becomes a job, or something that you're made to do, mm-hmm. it can get like it can be taken away from that fact that it gives you pleasure. It gives you that relaxing feeling. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't happen with you. See now, okay, for me that didn't happen, but for many people that
1: could happen. Like I don't know, maybe in the shoe if I put my shoes in someone else whose house uh, household doesn't have a very common, uh, like reading uh, attitude or behavior. So I wouldn't say that they might have found it really hard but for me because I reading for me was a very different experience it was like I could picture what I'm reading in my head so it was like it was very um, like it was something that I really liked to do so for me it was different I like I developed the habit of enjoying it so I didn't really mind if we had to read or we it was a necessity in my school basically it was like Both best of
0: both worlds, like yeah, like I just
1: said, like you know, some people had it like good for them, some people didn't. So
0: like you were getting the chance to read at home as well, as well as in your school. Yeah, yeah. So plus,
1: plus, I just really like writing. So I realized that you know, reading
0: is something I have to do. So like you just mentioned, writing. Yeah. So did that come like after you started reading and developed a habit for it, or was it something that was before? Well, Uh, like before your whole
1: reading, uh, like personality-wise, I I would say I'm really like you know I lean more towards being creative. So writing is something where I can bring out my creativity, like you know. uh, So like because I like to write, I could like create my own scenarios, my own worlds, my own characters, and uh, that is something that I used reading to like you know improve my skills in writing because it goes both ways. You have to read to be able to write properly.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's why uh, reading and writing went hand-in-hand for me.
0: Of course, like, when you're uh, writing something, you have to read to understand and, like, get different reading styles. Yeah. And how authors and people all over the world write and how their pattern is.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's how my interest started. It was all, like, it was just hand-in-hand for everything. Okay. So what do you write about? So I have a blog, um... It's called uh, Writers Affairs, uh, Writers Cafe. Sorry. So over there, I have like different stories. I have my own um, like articles. I like writing research articles on small, small topics, especially social topics. And my stories also revolve around social issues. I have uh, stories over uh, transgenders and and acid attack victims, uh, victims of honor killings. So I write stories around those so that. It's just more interesting for people to read and relate to.
0: And also and, bring awareness.
1: Uh, bring awareness. Plus, my uh, this uh, blog site is uh, a forum where there are a lot of people from all parts of the world. So, a lot of these problems shed light to, like, you know, a lot of people who aren't aware of these issues, especially from, like, other parts of the world, they start realizing that these are the issues happening in Pakistan. And, you know, people that are talking about it. So, yeah.
0: No, I read. I've read two of your stories, but three, actually. Okay. Yeah, one was, I think the one that you posted on IOBM's website. Uh It was about you navigating the world of dancing at a Hindi... It was Uh, called My Langa.
1: It was published in Dawn as well.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I read it on the CBM's website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our official Yeah, basically,
1: that was about me. Uh, 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 Like, uh, just a side thing. I write a lot of symbolism. Like, I use... Like I'll have one main theme of the top of the story, and then that will be something that's, uh, shedding light on a bigger topic on a bigger picture. So for that story was called My Langa, where I'm talking about like you know how I'm scared of dancing in front of so many people, and then
0: with the whole like the langa is so heavy that I just cannot move
1: properly, and I need to like you know. I need to like like find a way to maneuver it around properly and I can't but I'm scared like it might just fall off or might just something just ruin my half Yeah <laughs> something like that. But uh and at the, at the end of the night I realized that uh you know I don't care about the weight of the lenga. I can just like you know be free and do what I want to do. Yeah. So that's the like the main theme behind is that like you know you can have obstacles in life but yeah. you need to learn how to deal with them and use them to your advantage.
0: Oh nice That is, like a very deep nuance to it yeah no i got that but not like as clearly as you just explained it to me right now yeah and also i read the honor killing story Mm -hmm. that you wrote about a father killing his daughter yeah uh just in the name of like honor because yeah she fell in love with this guy yeah yeah yeah, she and that uh, the thing is that my story
1: starts my stories they start out as something that you know like you know oh where is this leading where is this leading Mm -hmm and then finally in the end i drop that bomb like you know this yeah. is what's happening so then that's when it leaves a very lasting impact
0: yeah i read that part where like he was he raised his hands up in the air uh, up yeah. in the air and then i didn't know that what he was about to do i thought he was just you know kind of like praying or asking for yeah. a prayer or something and then in towards the end it says that uh, his hands drop and like he plunges the knife into her uh, heart and, and yeah I'm like, Shh.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh my oh god, god.
0: <laughs> what this went dark. Yeah, <laughs> like this just changed instantly. And also another one of your stories I've read, the Unchained Mind. Yeah, the Unchained Mind. Yeah, that so was very beautiful. That is
1: something I wanted to write about my personal, the way my mind works. So I would feel like I'm someone whose mind is not chained to certain thoughts. Like I wanna, f- I wanna
0: be a free thinker. So that's what it, that's what's based on. So, when you started reading, what were the books that you picked up first?
1: As a child, my favorites were uh, Jacqueline Wilson, all her stories. I think I've read almost all of her books. She's a very famous child writer. She used to write a lot of novels, and those were and the thing is that their art their cover pages were so cute that they instantly grasped my attention mm-hmm. plus the stories were amazing i read a lot of goosebumps it was it, i mean i wouldn't say goosebumps is a book for like you know uh, people should read to improve their english it's more for time pass so you know when i read books that were that were fun to read and then I, when i was reading books that are also serious It didn't create this whole, like, you know, I have to just read serious books only, serious books only. I was reading combinations of, like, you know, easy-to-read books and difficult books. So, then I developed that interest. So, the goosebumps I used to read were like a time pass, like leisure reading.
0: So, it helped a lot in, like, you know, developing an interest. So, do you think, like, that stereotype is uh, misplaced about people who read fiction more or, like, pleasure reading as we call it more uh, instead of like serious books like is that I mean are those people not really fond of literature or is that a misconception?
1: I feel like like uh, being someone who likes literature and you having to read the classics and uh, all those famous books right yeah, it, uh, I agree. You have If, if you want to, like, you know, be someone who's considered to major in English or in literature or have an interest in literature, you should be reading the books that develop the whole uh, road to, like, you know, literature. Yeah. But I also feel like, you know, saying, ke, oh, this person reads books that are, like, you know, not even considered classics, he must not like reading. It's very, very uh, generalizing. I mean, some people just like to read, just to have, like, you know, a time pass or, like, you know, these books are just like and you know, I, I feel like a lot of people just wanna um, have it easy to like imagine those situations in their heads, and you can't really do
0: that with classics a lot because of the tough English, or and also uh, with not with the nonfiction yeah. genre as well. You, like it's so serious, and you're reading something to like get something from yeah. out of it, yeah, and learn something. So that doesn't really make for a pleasurable reading.
1: Experience. I would say that it is. Um, it's just, it just goes different for different people. Like, I, sometimes people just want to read something light. Sometimes people want to read something heavy. It depends on what people can digest. Like, a lot of people won't... They Like, for classics, especially like Shakespeare or Oscar Wilde and all these writers, uh, you're supposed to have a very good grasp in your English uh, language plus your literature, right? It's not... These are books that not everyone can just pick up and, and read. And they're not
0: really re- easy to read. I no, mean, especially Shakespeare. they have a lot of... Yeah, exactly. Like There's the way he that he wrote. I mean, we've read his poems and everything. The Like the type of English that he uses, like the uh, Thai instead of the. I mean, that's just a simple example.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people cannot read that. So just saying, ke, oh, they, if they want to be good at literature, they should just read those books. I mean, yes, good at literature means you should be reading those books. But gora literature also means you sh- these are like you know people need to develop that pathway also so by r- starting with easier books you can eventually get there yeah and plus it's so subjective yeah it is subjective
0: to each person their own yeah. type of situation like i
1: don't like shakespeare that much but i really like oscar wilde oh what uh do you remember any of his books uh he had bread? this book called the um uh importance of being earnest it was one of our uh great it was a it was a book for our grade 11 uh, it was our course book for a level for o levels And uh, even though it was a a textbook, like school textbook, you know, people don't enjoy that. But it was just such a good book. It made me, it just, I loved it. Plus, there was this other story I read. I forgot the name. It was about a ghost. Oh. Yeah, there was one scary story from Oscar Wilde as well. It was about, I think, uh, a circus clown. Okay. Something like that. I forgot. I read it a long while back. It was a really good story.
0: Okay. So, uh, what's your favorite genre?
1: I like. like read. I don't have a specific genre. I like different things. I mean, yeah, I I I used to I I I used to love Harry Potter. I loved. I didn't read all the books. I used to read like I I read most of them, but uh, I really liked the whole like you know, uh, s- mystery and like you know the whole aspect Gothic books, Achha, with oh, wizards and
0: I am completely all like that fiction. I kind of enjoyed that. that.
1: And other than that, I was then like over time, I realized that my interests kind of changed. So I don't have a specific genre. Like first Harry Potter. Then after that, I started liking uh, mystery and uh, murder and Ooh, all of that. Have you
0: read the Inheritance? Uh, Inheritance. I never liked N- Not even the famous five ones. I found them very. No, I didn't find them interesting.
1: <laughs> really? Like that's. My I mean, childhood. I like her stories. I I still like her stories, but I just didn't like them. I like I like you know like. There like some aspect of uh, uh, adult aspects in it as as well.
0: No, but I feel like Famous Five is for young people. I mean, I was. No, I I was saying right.
1: My taste changed over
0: time. So at that age, I was liking Harry Potter
1: and uh, Jacqueline Wilson and Goosebumps. But when I like when I grew up a little into like you know my late teens, then that's when I started enjoying uh, mystery murder. So I started reading, like, uh, I forgot the name of it. I, I really don't pay attention to the author. I just grab a book. It does So happen. it was called Dark Places. I don't think I know. Sharp name. Objects, Dark Places. Uh,
0: yeah. Julian Flynn?
1: I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Julian Flynn? Yeah, yeah. That, that person. I think oh. she's, she... I think uh, the author was There's of this
0: other book of hers as well, and no? that's made into a movie.
1: Girl on the Train. No, no, no. Another one. Gone Girl? Y- Gone hmm.
0: Girl, yes. Uh
1: there's so many of these. I, that's the thing. I've just read so many of these that I don't remember their names at all.
0: No. So, so for me, like I am completely opposite that. Like fantastical genre is not for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. What do you like to read? I, I'm mostly fiction, like c- uh, comedy mixed with romance and like oh, mystery nice. and thriller. Like that's my favorite. I
1: like those as well. There's this book called The Girl on the uh, The Girl I Left Behind. It's by the author of uh, that movie. Jojo Moyes, yeah. yes. Jojo so that was a really good book. I loved that book. It's one of
0: my favorite books. The girl you Love behind. I haven't read even. I haven't even read her like me before you because like I saw the movie. I didn't even know that it was a book, before like the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And after I saw the movie, I was like, you know, sometimes when you see the movie, it's like after that, what's the point? And even you know reading I it. had a phase where I enjoyed uh, romance
1: and stuff like that. I used to read a lot of John Green, and then I kind of grew out of it. I I didn't want to read never romance. Never enjoyed
0: like John uh, John Green's books. Like w- people were obsessed with the Fall in the uh, in Our Stars, and when I read it, I was like, this is mediocre. I mean, I'm in no place to you know. Pass yeah, different it's different for different people. Or anything. I mean, of course, I'm not a professional in literature or anything of that sort. But still, like, I just didn't personally feel the whole hype around it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean I mean
1: I like those books, but yeah, like, you know, you kinda just grow out of it your second time. It's the same story again and, and again. it's so
0: dragging. I find his books really dragging. Like they go on and on and on and on. And at it there comes a point when it gets really, you know, repetitive and monotonous.
1: Yeah, I I agree, but that's why I didn't bother reading um Maybe for you. I mean, it must be a very good book, but I just didn't like the whole romance genre. But I really liked uh, The Girl You Left Behind because it had a lot of, it was about, um, uh, I think, World War I. And uh, this lady used to work in a hotel and sh- her city uh, in France was taken over uh, by the Nazi sh- soldiers. And she falls in love with one of the soldiers, but then she finds a way to escape that place to go look for her husband who had been drafted. And then they kind of change the time timeline and they move into the modern world where a painting of hers is like you know in the inner
0: i remember we talked like you i told you about this this. no you presented this book in our class yes i did
1: it's i love this book it's so it's so good it's a it's a it's a must read
0: Oh, I'm going to do that. So after that... I, d- I have so many lists. Like, I know. I have know. so many books on my yeah, list. Yeah, mostly
1: for me as well. I'm just like, can you read
0: this? Can you read this? You and, like, the people that I've been interviewing, I'm like, oh, okay, I've got to pick that up, got to pick that up, yes. got to read that. I'm
1: going to so, get on it. But then the thing is, like I said, my taste changes. And now that I'm kind of uh, going deeper into my degree, like, finance and economics, my uh, interests in reading have leaned more towards reading books where I can learn more about economics and finance so i've started reading a lot of books that relate to that i mean was that transition hard or not like really a natural thing? it was quite natural because i would uh like i would read a lot of things in economics economics is very theory based right and even finance also at, at to some extent and i would see a lot of theories and i would see a lot of like you know uh concepts and i would say you know where do these theories come from so it led me to, like, you know, Wealth of Nations. And then it led, it just, it's, it was just one after the other. And then suddenly I was like, you know what? I want to learn more about these subjects. So I started, I, I started reading books on them. Uh, any, like, particular authors or names? Uh, there was this book called World Out of Balance. It was a very old book. And it was a book that I picked up as a very little child. And obviously at that age, I was like, what is this? I can't understand anything. And it was in A-levels when I took economics. And I started understanding a little bit about it. It was a good book. It was about, uh, you know, what brings uh, inequality in the world and how how do we deal with that? Mm. So, like, why is there p- wealth in, s- uh, in certain hands and not in the other hands? Like, you know, what is the efficient uh, flow of wealth? And then other than that, then I started reading uh, Why Nations Fail. It's a very good book. I've recently read that. I used to read that at my internship, and I had nothing to do. That was me. <laughs> that was, yeah. like I used to be there from like nine to six with nothing Same. to do. So I'd just be reading these books. I was,
0: I mean, I was a legal intern. Like, it's not their fault that they couldn't really give me much work. Because, of course, it's all, you know, confidential. So it's not their fault, but it's still... You're just sitting there. Yeah. So I was like, I
1: have to find something too. interesting to do. So I would just read and my entire day would just go by like in a flash of light. And uh, I started reading this. Uh, there's this other girl over here, Anam Tasir. I think you know yeah, her. Yeah, she's I my know. really good friend. So she's in my degree. And she's like that one person who recommends me all these books to read. She's amazing with it. So she recommended me to read Security Analysis. And that it's like, you know, that these are books that are the building foundations of these of these amazing courses like Sec- investment banking security analysis it's a course in finance and security analysis the original book by someone named benjamin i forgot his name it's a building foundation for it so i really wanted to know where all these ideas and concepts come from and then i've read a lot of books on the 2008 world uh, uh, world financial crisis i like reading those and watching their documentaries reading articles on those so that's how my interest is it's kind
0: of like, you know... It's, evolving. It's revolving. Yeah. It's evolving, actually. Evolving. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I know many people that actually read those sort of, like, books and articles, like, based on economics and finance. I mean, of course, I'm pretty sure there are people there out are people. there like that. But I personally, I you're the only one that <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, it just developed. It was like this drive to know more. So... I no, used, that's very interesting. Yeah,
1: I use the internet. Like, I mean, I'll watch, I'll watch Netflix only at but the whole I'll be, like, researching over new things. I'll be reading the news. I'll be reading articles. I really love The Economist. And, like, they have a lot of good articles over there. But it's obviously, I I don't want to subscribe to it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just mean. have five articles per month. So I have to choose my articles very carefully. That's me
0: with New York Times.
1: <laughs> that's me with New York Times as well. Yes, And then I have, like, five like fake emails which I've like subscribed to and I just get like 25 articles and I'm like, like I'm okay with this now <laughs> I,
0: oh no I just have one email and I <laughs> stick
1: to that <laughs> I've used my mom's my dad's my brother's and mine my C B M uh, email as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah I'm like you know I'm like messing around with the system <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean a lot of people do I mean people with Netflix do that <laughs> yeah free yeah.
1: trial every yeah, month free
0: trial every month yeah so how do you find the time to, like, balance reading and your degree? See,
1: now the good thing is that because my, like, okay, reading in what sense? The reading that I do now, which is, like, economics and finance. Now, if I have courses that are revolving around those subjects, reading becomes more of a necessity for me. Like, I need to read to understand what I'm yeah, doing. In taught, my, huh. Yeah, so it goes hand in hand. Plus reading, what, what it just takes, like, uh, a yeah, small amount of your day, so you just you can just give it.
0: I uh, like if you're really into it, it doesn't really. Plus, I have Fridays of off.
1: Ah, true. Friday,
0: Saturday, Sunday off. or hai mera. Yeah, same. So that's when I read. So uh, like, right now, are you just reading this? Yeah. I mean economics and finance yeah. and like, maybe some. I haven't other- gotten
1: the time to like you know, kind of put my mind to more to different things right now. Okay. So, maybe during the summers so or the winter vacations. So, like,
0: not, not really like fun stuff. I uh-huh. mean, f- I'm safe for stuff. I'm not getting time for, for fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, Jabi, that I asked you. I yeah. mean, how do you I, mean, I have time? time for,
1: like, you know, e- economics and uh, financial uh, readings, but not for anything else right now. Okay. Uh, are you, like, embarrassed
0: to have not really read any of the classics, though?
1: I have, though.
0: You have? I have. I've read a lot i quite quite a few of them. No, like one that you haven't read and you're embarrassed to not have read.
1: Um which one? I I can't really throw some names at me.
0: The Great Gatsby, Jane Austen. I've read that. I've read Jane Austen. Jane Austen like Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. And Sense and Sensibility. No, yeah, I haven't read that. Is that by Jane Austen? I think that's I don't by know. Jane Austen. Let's Google it. <laughs> See, look, in our school, right, they made
1: us do all these classics. These are the books that we had to read. Wait, really? My school wasn't that cool.
0: I wish it was that cool. but Yeah, ours
1: was. We yeah. had to read Shakespeare. I've read uh, Julius Caesar. I've read mm-hmm. Merchant of Venice. I've read, like, I read a few also on my own. All I read Merchant
0: nice. of Venice.
1: Yeah, I like these books. They were quite fun to read. Plus, we've read Oscar Wilde. We've read so many different books. Okay, so so that's like i said right? it was a necessity to read huh. these that's why literature became part of our lives at an early age
0: no I mean that's really cool like to be immersed in such an atmos- uh in such an atmosphere yeah where you're surrounded by so many readers and so many books like uh we have this one teacher she's our IR teacher she's also the H O D of the IR department and she told us that she recently got a library built in her house and not really a library but like you know, shelves to keep her books and everything. And she owns over 400 books. Wow. And I was like, damn. My grandfather has a whole library
1: in his uh, lounge. Like, it's going from one end to the other. That is
0: my dream to have. Like, whenever I, like, own a house someday, I want to get that Yeah, same. A whole library. I want my own. Yeah, same. Like, you know those old vintage libraries? Oh, I love those. With, like, the brown hardware and furnishings and... You know, like, brown leather sofas and...
1: Yeah, but my grandfather, obviously, his reading style was very different from everyone in my family. He reads scientific books. Like, his books are mainly based on science and extreme advanced scientific theories. Oh, wow. Have you read any of those? I, I don't understand any of those. <laughs> I opened the first page and I'm like, okay, I don't get this. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. I'm not a science person. I mean, I, I like science and yeah. he's someone that actually encouraged me to, like, you know, be a free thinker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's his, his reading is mer- like based on all these uh, Stephen Hawking's and oh, cool. uh, for, there's so many of these writers. He has a lot of uh, Ro- Roger Penrose and all these uh, scientists. He reads their books. And my gra- my dad reads, uh, like, Lord of the Rings and I these know, type okay, of books. Okay. My my aunt, she reads, uh, she reads classics, actually. Oh, okay. That's
0: nice. Uh, I also know that you read a lot of Nadeem Paraja's
1: Oh, my articles. God. He's, he's someone that I have been reading since I was a child. Yeah. The minute I picked up a Dawn newspaper, his, <laughs> you know, the thing is that, to get a child's attention at a very early age, give them a book with a nice drawing. <laughs> they'll yes. li- automatically they'll start liking what they're reading. Yeah. And then like, after that, it's, and just, then it's, it's just been drilled a in my habit, head now. Yeah. It's, just, it's like it's a habit now. Huh. So I read a lot of his articles. Every excuse, like every article I think I've read of his. Wow, I he writes like beautifully.
0: Isn't he writes really. Like, he's very really really eloquent.
1: And also, he I get to learn a lot of things mm. I didn't understand previously.
0: I just read one of his articles recently about like extremism. Uh huh. There's and so the, many and, and like the hypocrisy that was uh, when our PM Imran Khan like uh, spoke on an international platform yes. regarding Islamophobia and how Muslims are treated unfairly in the Western world. And how he expects them to give us equality because we're not really terrorists or like people shouldn't be afraid See, of us. See, the reason
1: why uh, Nadeem Ghani called it ironic is like, okay, look, acknowledging it is different. but Exactly. Like, practice what you preach, though. You also, the, he uh, there was an article where he brought up a very interesting point about how Islamophobia in other countries exists. Yeah. But it's, it's not in their constitution. Exactly, yes. It's not ingrained in their law. In their laws, to, it like, is in be Pakistan's be law. It's in Pakistan's yeah. law to differentiate between Muslims and non-Muslims. Yeah. So how can and you s- how can you stand there and say things like oh we should fight against Islamophobia? Exactly when the problem lies
0: within your own constitution, it, exactly. you can't just go up in a uh, in front of uh, so many people and claim something which you can't really. Practice I think the of Pracha,
1: someone many many people need to read to get
0: open-minded. Yes. No, of yes. course I totally like agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So, since you read so many uh, so many like nonfiction articles and books, do you have like any tips to make them interesting? See, uh, the reason why they're interesting for me is because I
1: can relate to them and I can understand them, and it. You know, there's like I don't know if anyone uh, gets this feeling, but you know this this satisfaction in your head when something makes sense yeah
0: no i get that right huh.
1: so that's what drives it's me like towards that, bulb reading. that you know yeah
0: little, you know, yeah It's up like a ting in like your yeah. head
1: it's like oh <laughs> i get know, it I, I get it i i know what's happening it's yeah. making sense right so that is something a lot of people need to ingrain into themselves like you know the whole aspect of things making sense so that's what that's what encourages inculcates actually um an interest in reading so uh, even in non fiction, like if you're in non fiction op- reading is something I don't think everyone has it. Like no, that's you have true. to huh. you have to develop it.
0: Yeah. No, I get that. It's a s- huh. it's a skill. Uh, you have to make it a habit. You have to for make it, it a, to habit, become a habit. Yeah. To I mean it takes one month for a habit to settle in. Like for it to become something to become a habit. Yeah, of I think yours. around twenty four to twenty seven days huh. scientifically so, like, it takes. It, like a month. Yeah. Month give or take, huh? So after that, then if you, if you like done past that point, Mm -hmm. then it's a habit and then it'll come eventually, come naturally to you. Yeah, you're right. So what was the last book that you read or like an article or anything? The last article I read was last
1: night. (laughs) Which one? (laughs) It was an article on Dawn. It was about the whole economy right now and what's happening. Actually, it was a very interesting uh, article. It was talking about how... You know, our, our politicians are saying that things are getting better, but like it's not.
0: They're not. We can see that. We can not. see
1: that. Plus, he, there was this uh, writer, I'll send you the link to the okay. article as well. He was giving us a detailed explanation as to why our fiscal uh, deficit is shrinking. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's not actually the exports that are increasing. It is the other side that is the opposite side. Yeah. that is decreasing like our imports are decreasing but also a lot of public uh, development programs are decreasing yeah. the funds are decreasing se, yeah. like the fiscal deficit is showing yeah. to decrease but in yeah. reality that's not actually a good thing yeah it's right not, now i mean of
0: course it's not
1: like imports sure but it's not actually as good as like you know your politicians are saying oh we're doing amazing we're
0: i we're think becoming the problem lies with the fact that our Population mm-hmm. believes what they're being told yes. without actually fact-checking. Exactly, like they don't really know whether what the and uh, that's what I love about Dawn is that it gives a very unbiased, like, outlook towards things, and also like research-based research articles. Like, yeah, it's not just saying things and pulling them out of the air; like they're proven. And yeah, I mean the facts are right there for anybody to check.
1: Yeah, like. In our, uh, I mentioned the book previously, Wealth of Nations, and it talked about, like, you know how extractive and, um, like, exclusive uh, economic institutions work is what's happening in Pakistan. Like, that's exactly what's happening. We have extractive institutions which are focusing mainly on the cooperation of the elite and with the... And they're excluding the rest of the sit- like you know population. The rich which are
0: bec- becoming richer, and the richer and the are poor are becoming poor. Poorer.
1: And this lies from the times of colonization. Yeah. It, the book gives a very interesting. Um,
0: we read this whole phenomena in uh, our IR class. It was very interesting, like the whole capitalism and the sh- uh, yeah. socialism and how they're different from each other and like the uh, the problems that arise from. You know, capitalism uh, capitalism, and different, like, all these theories that are out there. And the book,
1: uh, actually, the 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 book, Why Re- uh, Why Nations Fail, it starts off with a very good example of this city um, in Arizona. It's, uh, I think... Phoenix? No, no, uh, Nogales. One part of it lies in Mexico, and one part of it lies in America. Oh. In North America. Uh-huh. There's like a, it's like a divide yeah. like this
0: this is uh, mexico this kind is kind of like a symbol like how it lies within two continents mm,
1: somewhat yeah so one part of the city is in uh, mexico and one part yeah. of the city is in america but yeah. it's only a border that's separating the two but you can yeah. see the poverty is in mexico but the city in america mm-hmm. it's flourishing
0: yeah how uh, my, how a border makes such a huge not difference not a
1: border but the fact that Mexico was the first, like that city compared to the other one was the yeah. first one to get uh, colonized through slavery. Oh. So slavery yeah. existed in that part. And because that's what created the hierarchy and systems, yeah. that when the uh, colonizers left, that system was left to the rich elite who were running that, even even if they were uh, Latin Americans. Mm-hmm. And they that's what rich. created uh-huh. an exclusive
0: um yeah. This elitism,
1: yeah. Whereas the other part of the city population. was not, it uh, colonizers tried to come here, but because there were uh, there was not much population there, or there was like you know not many people there, or the system was very different there, they couldn't colonize it as well as they could colonize this part, and that's what's happening in Pakistan. Yeah, and like you know in India as well like you know the colonizers came they created extractive economies and extractive economies were left in the hands of feudal lords which, which is a yeah. huge problem in Pakistan right now a huge one those are the politicians that are sitting up there yeah
0: I mean I don't think that anything can run as smoothly like whatever illegal businesses that are being run uh, ran right now are being run right now <laughs> so without like any part Uh, without politicians playing any part in it. I don't think that's even possible.
1: True. Yeah. So, that's a very. It's a very. These books... See, these books give me a very good understanding of how economies are working and that's what helps me in economics. Because, see, for me, I'm not studying this degree just for the sake of a degree. Right? And this is most... People need to develop this attitude. You you want an
0: education, not just... You want to educate yourself over these... Not just a piece of courses. Like, okay, you have a a
1: course in finance, but you want to read something other than that so that you understand it better. Also, that it can help you in your future life. You go for interviews to bigger companies. There's things you can talk about. Exactly. And also, the whole aspect, like I said, like, you know, a thing makes sense in your head. Like, you read a concept in economics or finance, a theory, and then you read... Uh, an article on it or a book on it or a, or some real life application of it and the thing, that's what ma- yeah. makes your brain go ting.
0: And it also opens you up and opens your eyes towards so many perspectives. Like exactly. different perspectives, yeah. like uh, how other people think and maybe their opinions might differ from you but you learn to like, maybe disagree to disagree with them or maybe, you know, agree in some semblance, not all. So, it's like creates this whole different dimension yeah yeah, I agree so any book suggestions that you have for us all books <laughs> <laughs> that's a very nice one <laughs> I love that answer <laughs> thank you all books yeah I love that answer so on that note we'll be ending this podcast thank you so much no for problem I was here, so Pia. happy
1: for like you know I'm just so happy for doing this
0: same I was so excited to have you thank, thank you. you it was a pleasure having you no
1: problem bye it was guys. a pleasure from like you know yeah.
0: you interviewing me no I mean, I, it was an honor for me to interview oh you. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.